Thanks for tuning in to the Glenridge Church message. Our mission is to love God, love people, and live to change the world. If we can help you in any way at all, feel free to reach out to us on hello at glenridge.org.za. It is an absolute privilege. It's quite emotional seeing you all sitting out there today. I think the Baxendales have... I wanted to start with a personal thank you. Um, I hope you don't feel it condescending in any way when I say I felt like a proud mother when she talks about her children's successes as I have spoken to others about this beautiful community. We have walked through the book of Acts as a community, and I think when you read the book of Acts, this community has showed exactly what happened in the book of Acts. We have lived like that. From our daily devotions, which have strengthened the body daily, they have been phenomenal. From the GC share, we mentioned it earlier. In Acts 4, that beautiful scripture said that there was no need among them. And this community has cared for each other over this difficult time. From our online prayer meetings and the beautiful prayer meetings that have taken place in this building, you, read, you cannot read the book of Acts without realizing and, and hearing more and more about the incredible prayer meetings that happened, the power that was, um, that was exhibited there and the amazing things that happened. So friends, today I'd like to say, as Lufefe said in our prayer meeting on Thursday, he said, we are living today in the legacy of the book of Acts. It is both exciting and daunting. Acts is a beautiful book that is written by Luke. Is this sounding okay? Can you all hear me? It sounds a bit... Is it okay? Am I holding it in the right place? Okay. Acts is written by Luke, who was one of Jesus' traveling companions. It gives us the most unified story of Jesus' life, and it doesn't end with Jesus' life. It continues the story into the movement of the people who followed him. The early Christians considered the price of the call, and they lived white-hot radical lives of courage and faith. I believe largely that they were able to live these sorts of lives because of the people God put in and around their lives. That leads me on to my focus of my preach today. If one of your friends were to write a book about the life of you, what would it read like? And what companions would be in your story? At Stan's 50th birthday, one of his friends spoke about how when he had got saved and become part of Glenridge, he felt he'd become part of a quest. Slightly old-fashioned word, I know, but maybe we should redeem it again in 2020. The Christians in the book of Acts were in fact living a quest. They were on mission. When I went on to Google to look at the examples and the definitions for a quest, it said it was a, to search, or a, search a, or a mission to find something or achieve a goal. An example given was obviously King Arthur and the Knights of the Round Table. Under the direction of the king, they would go and search for new lands. For us locals, perhaps to understand a quest a little bit better, maybe we would remember King Shaka, how he would send out his army on a quest to conquer land for the king. Doesn't it change the way we live our lives when we see that we are on a kingdom quest? 
Maybe in Zulu, one of my friends helped me. She said it could be Zingela. We're on a hunt for the king. Under the direction of our king, to take his love to our neighbors, to our families, and to the ends of the earth. I know, friends, that changes the way I think about my life. We're on a quest for our king. And now I'd love us to look at a few little things about who are the people and the companions on the journey with us in this quest. There are four important points that I want to get to, but before I get to that, you know when you read through the book of Acts, everything they did was together. They met together in each other's homes. They broke bread together. They were persecuted together. And they journeyed together. That's what got me thinking about the, the topic of the companions and the people on the quest with us. When I was reading through it and reading who Paul took on his different journeys, the people that they went to, how the new believers acted in the area of where they were living, all of that was about talking about the companions that were on this quest, on this kingdom journey that they were on for Christ. So basically we need to do, be doing this together. How amazing to see each other again. One of the things COVID has tried to do is pull us apart. But again, I am so proud. We have stayed connected. We have stayed together, even in lockdown. Through, we've all become quite techno gurus in this different age. But God has done it, and, and, and we are together on this quest. So the first thing they would do together, and the first thing that I, that I really felt God highlighted was is that in order for you to be on a quest together, you need to be able to flow together with the people in your tribe. As I said, God works in team. He's not into lone rangers. He's into us doing it together. Again, I'd like to speak a little bit about a word here called accountability. Perhaps a little bit of an old-fashioned word in today's times. No matter how mature you get in your walk with Christ, you need to be in community. And there is always somebody in your community who has walked ahead of you, who can help you, give you some advice about a decision that you've had. There are people who have gone places that you haven't been before. I'm not saying that they need to take the place of you hearing God for yourself. Absolutely not. But sometimes people who are not very close to a decision Sometimes they can help you make a decision that you're trying to make. When you walk with fellow believers, they love you and they love yours. They pray for you and they pray for your family. Our experience in this community has been life-giving. We have had close friends and leaders who have walked alongside us and held our hands when we've had to make some tough decisions. Sometimes they tell you the very thing you actually don't want to hear. <laughs> but listen, what does God say in Proverbs 27 verse 17? He says, iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens the other. And when it's done in love, it's the most beautiful thing, and it can help you in the decisions of your life. There are three other Proverbs that are also helpful in this. Proverbs 12 verse 15 it says, the way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but a wise man listens to advice. Proverbs 28, verse 26, it says, whoever trusts on in his own mind is a fool, but he who walks in wisdom will be delivered. 
And finally, Proverbs 24, verse 6. For by wise guidance you can wage a war, and in abundance of counselors there is victory. Friends, when we're on a kingdom quest, being accountable to each other is the safest and most beautiful place to live. So carrying on the flow together, it also just speaks of the Holy Spirit. How amazing was worship? I mean, every contribution, I mean, I couldn't have actually scripted it better if people knew what I was preaching about. But how beautiful when we read through the book of Acts, they did not move without the Holy Spirit. They waited in the room for the Holy Spirit to fall on them. And that's what we need to be like as this, as this tribe on a kingdom quest. We need to be like Moses who says, Lord, if your presence is not with me, I'm not going. So I encourage you today, make sure we are flowing together in the things of the Spirit. The other beautiful thing about having powerful, on-fire Christians around you is that they take you to the river. Can't think of flow without thinking about the river. They take you to the presence of God, and you know what? They help you go deeper. If you think you just can put your toes in the river, your friends will take you and say, come, let's get a little bit deeper in, and they'll take you deeper into the river. How beautiful it is when we can flow together as a community. The next word, so we've had flow together, would be grow together. Can I just encourage you, and as you well know, and it's so beautiful to look out at this completely diverse community, the traveling companions in our tribe will not all look and sound the same as us. But God says we need each other to grow. We are not building a sports club, a social club, or an old boys club where everybody looks the same and everyone has everything in common. Those type of clubs are actually quite easy to belong to. Some people actually pay a lot of money to belong to those clubs. No friends, the community we are aspiring to be is the community that they celebrate in the Book of Acts. It's a community of diverse people. They are radical and different from the communities of the day. That's why they're spoken about so strongly in the Book of Acts. Uh, do we want our community to look so similar to the world that people can't notice the difference? Our job is to make sure that we're building the communities that God was talking about in the book of Acts. It can take a lot of work to love people who are different to you. Actually, let me rephrase that. It will always take a lot of work to love people who are different to us. Helen unpacked so beautifully a few weeks ago where she spoke about overcoming divisions through love. I can encourage you to listen to that preach again. It really was very powerful. God will deal with our preferences profoundly in community. But if you want to grow, you need to embrace those differences, and he will use people that are not the same of you to help you, go in God, help you grow in God. Another quick thing I want to just ask us is, do we trust our Father that he knows we need in our tribe for the different seasons of our lives. We can spend a lot of time thinking about what we need. I want someone on my team who's going to encourage me. I want someone on my team who's going to serve alongside me. I want someone on my team who's going to live generous lives in action and words and finances. And, and then very gently, isn't the Holy Spirit kind? Get a little prod in your side from the Holy Spirit saying, are you being that person? Are you being the person 
the very thing you're wanting, are you being that person that people are needing? A little bit of a prod from the Holy Spirit, isn't he so kind? I think also one of the hardest lessons we've had to learn in this Christian journey is that it is a long journey of welcoming new friends into our tribe, of releasing beautiful friends from the tribe, and may I add, of sometimes realigning our friendships where necessary and when necessary in our lives. How about that story in Acts 15 where Paul and Barnabas are, have a huge disagreement about whether they should take John Mark on the next journey with them. Barnabas thinks they should and Paul thinks they shouldn't. Um, and I think possibly Paul, um, it's not clear, but he says he felt John Mark had abandoned them on one of their earlier journeys. Barnabas shows more grace and says, no, no, I'll take him with me. And they go on to Cyrus, so God weaves a plan in that as well. Maturity for us as believers is continuing the quest with our tribe. And sometimes we need to release people and they need to go on to a quest with another tribe, which is also fun. God is helping us build our tribe so that we can continue on the, tr- on the quest to build his church. Another question, are the friends around you helping you find healing and pushing you closer to God? If they're not, maybe you need to find some new friends. Oh, I sound like a real mom up here, don't I? Wow. Sorry, guys. (laughs) I don't have to apologize for being a mom. Um, Another friend told me that we had this conversation. She was asking what I was preaching about, and she reminded me of that beautiful scripture in Mark 2, which is the amazing story about the faith of four friends who took their paralyzed friend and they lowered him through the roof of the building. And it wasn't his faith that healed him. Jesus said it was the faith of your four friends. Make sure the friends around you are helping you and pushing you through and helping you get healed and go further in your journey with Christ. James 5, again, realigns us and he reiterates, he says, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other and you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Make sure you're surrounding yourself with righteous people. I was talking the other day to Stan about how friends can influence your life. All of us who've got children can know that as they get teenagers. Um, And many of you might know something else we've also all had to learn over this lockdown is that, you know, on Instagram, they pay people to be influencers, people who are influencers. Basically, it just means that there are a lot of people who are following them on their social page, YouTube, whatever it might be. And it just made me think, and I just thought, Lord, I hope that if people looked at my life, they would say, wow, she is an influencer. I want to be an influencer for Jesus, not for the latest fad. But it's an incredible thing, actually. We need to be making sure that our children are influencing their friends, just the same way that possibly their friends are influencing them. Sometimes, let's be honest, the persecutions and the obstacles in our quest can actually become quite overwhelming. I am so grateful that I have had people around me who remind me of the quest. They lift my head, they lift my arms, and they help me continue on to the purpose and the destiny I have for my life and for this beautiful community. Even sometimes the mundane routines of life, we can lose sight of the goal. We can lose sight of the quest that we're on Friends, make sure you 
always reminding your family of the quest that you're on. I think about the Baxendale family and the quest that they're going on. At their age, it could be so easy just to settle down, um, get your house with your white picket fence. But they're saying, no, no, actually, they went over. I'm not sure if everybody knows the story, but they went over to England and they were meeting with some friends and they weren't even, they were just talking about the things of God and they suddenly realized, oh my word, I am full. God has equipped me in the house that I'm coming from and I can actually go and help somebody else. The people thought it was revelation, the stuff coming out of their mouths. And they were just talking. They were just being influencers. And just So now God is taking them on another quest. Remind ourselves, remind our children. Children are watching. What are we passionate about and what are we radical for? I want to make sure that I'm living a white-hot, price-paying Christian life then I know my children will be drawn to that. So the next thing, so we're going to flow together as a tribe. We are going to grow together as a tribe. And we're going to sow together. Acts 4 verse 34, I have commended you as a community already. There was no needy person amongst them. Caring for each other and caring for the tribe you're part of has to be a basic building block of your community. And it should become part of our lifestyles. My encouragement to us today is that don't stop. Don't stop caring for this beautiful community. Um, I, we were talking to this, this week to some people. Um, we were phoning them from the office. People, some people's lives have been absolutely ravaged by COVID. Friends, we need to be sensitive to people's stories. We need to open our ears. And we need to listen to what they say. I think, um, I think I can safely say the incredible favor over this community from God, those stories are far greater than the ravaged stories. But let's not stop, let's not grow weary of doing good for this beautiful community. And you know, it's funny, sometimes we can ask ourselves the questions, why did God bring us to this community? I mean, if you think of the beautiful communities that there are in Durban, there are amazing, amazing churches in Durban, and we all have the same foundations. We all want the truths of Jesus to go forward. We all want the gospel to be shared. But you know what? God, every different tribe has got a quest. And God has knitted you to this home and this community. This is the quest that you're on for this tribe. And there will be many occasions we do things with some of the other churches in the city because for the sake of the city, because we're all building a different part of the wall. God reminded me of Nehemiah. We all call to build different parts as families. And I also love the fact that it says, when I, so the heading of this thing is sewing together, but I really felt that when God knits you into a community, he actually sews your hearts together, as in S-E-W, sewing. So let God do that for your tribe. And then my final point would be that we go together. Here at Glenridge, we have a desire to raise up leaders who will go and impact the world. We started this year releasing the Tedder family to America. We have two other beautiful families who are going on a quest to the UK, the Thomas family and the Baxendale family. And at the end of the year, we release our beautiful Land family back to America to go and impact and on a quest there for Jesus. 
And Stan's last few preaches that he did online, and I think last week as well he mentioned it, he proclaimed that if you took a person from this family, from Glenridge, and dropped them anywhere in the world, they would start a Jesus community, and they would love the people that God sent their way. So I leave you, friends, with the same question I asked up front. If one of your traveling companions was to write a book about the life of you, what would it look like? Would it tell of the quest that you were on for Jesus? And would it speak of the many exploits you and your companions have done for him? Let's live lives that are worthy of him today. Thank you. Father God, we stand together as a community with incredible, grateful hearts, hearts of gratitude, Lord. And we say thank you, Father, for knitting our hearts together as a community. And thank you, Lord, for reminding us today that we are on a quest for you. We are on a quest under the instructions of the Lord, of our King. And I pray, Father, that people's hearts would be touched today whether it was from the worship, even the beautiful picture of the Baxendale family going, from my word. I think of those children in Shine. I thank you, Lord, that you are teaching them from an early age that they're going to count for Jesus and they're on a quest. And I pray, Father, that you would stir our hearts today. I would encourage you, Lord. I would encourage you, friends, that you would go and find your friends and thank them. And let's say to them, please, help me. Help me go deeper into the river with God because I don't want to lose sight of the incredible quest we are on as a community. Amen.